Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Frequency Dojo. Your sensei bros today will be Master Hayes and Master JB. Prepare to earn your black belt in Padrati. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Film Frequency. I, you know what, bro? We gotta stop doing this. We keep saying we're back officially, and we take an extended break, and then it is what it is. Shit happens. Real life happens. We're living in a fucking pandemic, people. Shit happens. Uh, what's going on with you, bro? What's going on, Hayes? What's going on, film family? Um, we're back in intervals. How about we call it that? <laughs> we're we're, and the thing is, is, is like. I, I feel sorry when we don't, because, you know, we had this Karate Kid uh, trilogy plan, but, you know, because it's not, like, new movies coming out, we're not really held to a time schedule, and honestly, like, shit's happening. You have a new podcast, shout out to Cage Theory, by the way, um, which which does have new content every week, because MMA was, like, the first major sport back. Um, we're getting basketball back this week. Uh, we got some other Thank shit God. coming back. Yeah, yeah, uh, baseball's basically coming back as well. So, you it, know, it's, it, uh, it started on Thursday. Yeah, so we, we got shit coming back, and we're getting back to a, a way of living to a certain degree. But uh, I think that, you know, I mean, it, it shit happens, people. Like, we do live normal lives, and we, we miss scheduling and shit like that and tired. And it, both of us have had shit that happened that got, that got episodes pushed back, but we're here. We're actually going to be back. Uh, we're going to finish this trilogy out. We got a new announcement in a couple of weeks once we finish this on what we're going to be doing next. Um, but yeah, bro, I'm excited to be back. How you feeling, man? I got my uh, film frequency merch on, by the way. I know. <laughs> looking, looking good, looking good. That film frequency merch looking definitely good. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, things is things is what it is. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Not really much has changed. I'm in friggin' the, you know, quote unquote, new epicenter of COVID-19. I'm in Florida, so yeah. It is what it is. Taking one day at a time. That's all you can do, bro. That is really all you fucking can do at this point is take it one day at a time and hope that, you know, we don't catch fucking COVID. I mean, to be 100% exactly. honest. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's that's all we got there, bro. Uh, how's everything else going a year and how's the family? Family's all good. Everyone's good. How about you? How are the, how are the little ones doing? My nieces and nephews. They're good. They're good. Brats, but they're good. Uh, I don't have much to complain about. Uh, they're adjusting well to this. Like I said before, I think I said this on an earlier episode. This is like the first time really in their life that they don't have like sports or some type of event or something to, to kind of keep them busy. So it's been an adjustment for them because, you know, their summers are usually taken up with something, some type of activity or something going on. So, you know, we're adjusting to that the best that we can. Um, but everything's good, man. Everybody's good. Everybody's in good spirits uh, for once. You know, we got out on the water a little bit uh, a couple weekends ago, so everything's good. That's good, man. That's good. Yeah. You, re you ready to go to Okinawa? <laughs> but before we got we do that, we do have some news items to talk about, right? Let's do so, it. So uh, the first one is, and th these first two kind of go hand in hand. And so um, Tenet, push back indefinitely. Like Christopher Nolan has said it. He wants this to be the first, he wants Tenet to be the first major movie once theaters open back up. We know that theaters uh they were supposed to be open by now amc originally thought all their theaters would be open by this point they actually now pushed back i think to the end of august i believe or beginning of august um so you know that that's happening but uh so tenant pushed back indefinitely i'm, I guess, I'm guessing they want to wait to the world and see how people react to movie theaters being open but i think that this 
now it's it's smarter for for a couple of reasons because now they let some of the smaller movies one that we're going to talk about be kind of the first ones in to test the waters and get people back into the theaters and i honestly think tenet has the the chance and people may call me crazy of this of breaking the box office record because if if they time it right so when people really start feeling comfortable and get a hang of this People are going to be looking for something to do. Uh, movie theaters, like this has been hyped for so long. It's the first big event film. We It has a chance to pass Avengers Endgame, I think. What do you think? That's a big statement, man. I I'm mean, telling you, man. Avengers Endgame did what? A quarter billion? Yeah. Uh, two point something billion, right? It did. Oh yeah, what am I saying? Yeah. A fucking quarter. Two point three, I think. Yeah. Two point three. Yeah, yeah, right. Like yeah, I don't know yeah. what the fuck I got a quarter billion from. That's nothing. Yeah, right. It did over two billion. So. Um, I don't see it happening, man. I just don't see. It. Also, keep in mind, Tenet is a. If I'm correct me if I'm wrong, it's a sci-fi, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's not a lot of. I mean, there are tons of sci-fi fans, and Christopher Nolan obviously is a huge director. And I don't know if, if there was ever a chance for Endgame record to be broken. This is going to be it. I just don't think it's going to happen because I still think people are going to be weary to go out. That's there. true. That's true. And but the thing is too is that we got to think. Um, with a lot of other movies pushing off, Tenet may have a two-month run of really being unchallenged in the box office, which is unprecedented. Let me ask you this. Uh, that $2.3 was that domestic or international? That, that's everything. That's everything. Yeah, so because th there's a lot of countries oh, that are you're not right. And, shit. Yeah, you're right. You're right there. So I I, I think I think he's going to break some records. I, you make a good point about it. But now maybe domestic. Maybe they break the it domestic may, record. It may, break, it may, a, break, it may break a billion, domestic. though. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised. Oh, it's going to break a billion. I don't even think yeah. that's in question. It's going to break a billion. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Christopher Nolan ha has had a movie not break a billion since. Um, Ever? Um, well, no, because I don't think. I don't think Inception broke a billion. Really? Yeah, I don't think Inception broke a billion. So, um, but yeah, it, ha it has it has a chance. It, we know Christopher Nolan is one of the few directors who, anytime he drops, is an event in of itself. If the world was just not going crazy right now, so I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll see. Um, maybe I'm ho I'm hopeful there. But with with Tenet now pushing back, and I and it, I feel I feel weird saying this will be the first major release, but it still is. New Mutants is holding its August date. Which, if theaters are, are going to maintain being open in August, it's going to be the first major studio movie to, to be out. Now, I'm not, I don't think this is going to break any records or anything, but I think it's smart on Marvel's part because this, remember, even though Disney and Marvel own this movie now, this was the last Fox mutant movie that was made. This was supposed to come out like three years ago is when we got the original trailer to this. So I think it's smart because... It's no risk for Marvel, right? They didn't pay to make this movie. Fox paid to make this movie. They inherited this movie. They've made, like, had some reshoots or whatever. They actually gave, Fox had the original director do some reshoots, and now I think they gave it back to the original director to do his original vision on it. But I think it's the perfect thing to kind of test the waters because it's really no loss for Marvel, no loss for Disney. Um, if people don't go see it, they can easily say, well, it's because theaters just open. Like, it's really a no-loss film. What do you think? Yeah, let me ask you also, now, because I'm not a comic guy. Everyone knows that. Mm -hmm. Is it What's the rating for this movie? I believe it. Originally, they said it was going to be an R. And if they gave, and then they moved it down to PG-13, I think. So, I don't know if it's officially been stated if it's going to be R or not. But if the original director has his way, I think it's going to be an R-rated movie. Maybe, you know, and you get a lot away with a lot in PG-13 now, too. So right. it could still be PG-13. Yeah, they do push the boundaries on PG-13 nowadays. But I think it would make it would be smart business sense to try to get it to a PG-13 mm. only because now they can attract a wider audience with kids. Hey, this is the first movie back. Let's get the whole family out there. It's comic related, although it might have some adult themes. Yeah. It's a co comic related. So it could it could turn out to be good if it's R rated. Then then, you know, the kind of pigeonholing, uh, you know, into just adults only. 
only. I'm not saying it, it wouldn't do good, but uh, I think they should definitely try to get into PG-13. But I think because it's the first movie out, people are going to be swarming, swarming. I mean, uh, you know, before we were recording, we were talking about MMA, UFC being uh, one of the for- first sports out. All their TV shows each week that they're out are getting like some crazy ratings on television. Yes. Uh, baseball just came out on Thursday, getting crazy ratings. People are just yearning for some entertainment. So, you know, this, this comes out in the theater. I, I mean, I think it could be anything, and I think people might be running to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's why I said it's like this 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 opportunity kind of fell in Marvel's lap because the movie that they were going to, they always said that they maintained it was going to be a theatrical release. People wouldn't have been surprised if they just dropped it on Disney+. Plus, But a movie that probably wouldn't have done pretty good, they, they probably would have hit it between, I don't know what else was supposed to be out around this time. I mean, with Tenet definitely would have been one, but, you know, they probably were dropping it in between other movies kind of just to be a you know if you guys want to go see this movie go see it but now it's really has this it's this testing water for people to get back into theaters and see what it's going to be like like that not only for the the people who go to the the theater to watch movies but also this is a good one for theaters to say all right this is our this is a new release you know a lot of theaters have been showing older movies and stuff but this is a new release for us we can kind of get our practice down on how we want to block people off or make, maintain social distancing. This is just a win-win, I think, for the industry as a whole right now. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be interesting to see what comes out of it. I really hope, you know, that shit doesn't get delayed and then, like, now we're moving into, like, even later on in the year. And then that brings up a whole new thing. Like, if it gets too late in the year and, like, let's say movies don't start coming out until, like, September, October, mm-hmm. that's probably going to affect award season. I Like... What what are they gonna do? They're gonna they're gonna have like Oscars and stuff just based on three four months worth of film. True, yeah, good point. Well, there. I mean, they do have film coming out as well, like on streaming and stuff. But I don't know; it's just gonna screw up everything. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't even maybe that'll be something we talk about before the next episode is like award season and how this is gonna affect it because I mean, really, this whole shutdown happened in March, so you're gonna go off three months worth of movies, like right? It's or maybe this is going to be a year. Maybe this is the year where a Netflix movie really does win. It's too bad that, like, Irishman didn't come out this year because, like, all those awards that it didn't win, it would have almost been assured to win. Oh, yeah, I know. But um, uh, I know we didn't really discuss this, but what do you th- – actually, I know mine. What has been your favorite movie so far this year? I know that's a loaded question, but – I don't even – like, bro, it's been a blur of what all came out this year. I think – um. What's the movie with our girl? What what was it, the horror movie? That's like now our like we're we're really the the it was funny it was oh, horror uh, comedy. Um, Hunt. Yeah, Hunt. It was I really liked Hunt as a horror movie. Um, the old guard though from Netflix, bro. I don't know if you've watched it or not. I'm not. It's bro, on my list though. As an action movie, that and Extraction like has now put Netflix in this place where when they come out with action movies, it's like events for me because the old guard. I love the myth. I love movies with mythology. It kind of is like. I don't know if you were a big fan of Highlander back in the day, because I know you don't quite like science fiction, even though Highlander isn't straight science fiction. But it kind of reminded me of that. Like you're talking about the Highlander TV show. I'm talking about the movie series, like TV oh, show and movie series, the same thing. Yeah, but, I used to sell the TV show a little bit. Like, yeah. I, yeah. So like the old guard to me is just really stuck. I've watched that movie three times since it's come out, and every time I have not, I have not at all felt like, damn, I've, I've been watching this too much. It, I've enjoyed it every time I've watched it. Yeah, um, it's gonna. Yeah, it's you know I um. I don't know. I don't know. It's um, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, my, my, someone fucking someone just fucking texted me, and my mind just went completely blank. Yeah, I mean, you got to say Charlie Theron, who is one of the women that we've we've both said before, who is is a woman who can care you. She looks believable in action films. You take her seriously, and then the the second lead. Oh, she's I, an old guard. Yeah, she's she's the main character in in uh old guard. Um, 
And then uh, the 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 black young I don't even know I've never looked up the actress's name but there's a, a young black woman in there who kind of takes over the lead as the movie goes. Wherever they found her at, they need to keep going back to find because she is not I, I, she's not ready for like a triple A movie or anything like that before the Netflix level movies. Great, bro. Yeah, and also I didn't get a chance to say um, my favorite movie of the year so far, um, and for me it's uh, Invisible Woman. Remember oh, that? We reviewed that, yeah, that. I forgot about that. That definitely that that that's as soon as you said that, that's definitely number one. But extraction, so I love I absolutely loved extraction. And um don't kill me if I'm wrong, people, but because I get the two brothers mixed up. One of the brothers, the Hemsworth brothers, is gonna be playing uh, Hulk Hogan in uh his biopic. I don't know if you read the news on that. Oh wow, that's huge. I didn't I don't know which that. one of the brothers it is. It's one it's, of, it's, it's one it, of the it probably has to be Chris. I can't imagine it being Liam. Um Is Chris the one that played Thor? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is him. Yeah. They're doing a biopic though about Hulk Hogan, which should be up. cool. That's what's up. That's what's up. But all right, bro. That's it for the news items that we have this week. Excuse uh, me. Oh. Don't even try my nigga like that. <laughs> so Don't we got me. an announcement. We've all we've I think me and you we, we did. We talked about it when the news dropped of Jamie Foxx being uh Mike Tyson in his biopic. At that time, a director wasn't announced at all. We didn't know. Well, bro, we got some huge news. And I honestly think it dropped like, oh, man, I can't remember. It was, it was like a Friday or something like that. It was just a random day that it dropped. Martin Scorsese is going to be directing this movie. Bro, this is best picture. Jamie Foxx is winning best leading actor. And I'm telling you, it's going it's going to happen right now. Like, the, the as soon as Scorsese's name was attached to it. And it's so weird because I think even Scorsese's next movie is coming straight to streaming, too. He kind of fell out of that Hollywood bubble, so to say. Not because of the quality, but... You know, he just he wants to do these movies that mean something to him. And like he's had trouble finding the the backing to do it. And, you know, Netflix has kind of become home for him. I forgot the name of his next movie. It's it's a weird name, but it's coming straight yeah. to Netflix also. But to see that he's doing that, this is his entryway back. And we all know Jamie Foxx is a dramatic actor, can do it. He doesn't do it a lot. Bro, I'm really excited for this movie. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, first of all, before I even go to, to Scorsese, Jamie Foxx is a great great actor i mean he, he you know look at no mercy go watch mm -hmm. ray to see the type of work that he can do uh he's done biopics before he did ray and he won an award for ray yeah. so uh you know he he's the right guy for this he's gonna be bulking up now he's playing tyson who is such a big character so many people's favorite boxer ever such like i said a huge character we already had a good story. We already had a good director. We already had a good subject. Now they're bringing in, like, in my opinion, the dawn of directors, Scorsese, who's my favorite director of all time, bringing him in. This movie's going to be amazing. It's, we're, you know, we know it's going to be a three-hour marathon, but it's going to be amazing, and I cannot wait. I'm so hyped to see this shit. Yeah, sign me the fuck up, bro. Like, I, that shit blew my fucking... What, did you hear it before I texted you about it? I can't remember. I know I texted you about it, but I don't know if you had heard it up until then. No, no I think... No, um, no, because I know I read the article, and I was okay. like... I saw it on Facebook, actually, and I was like, what the hell? I couldn't believe it. Yeah, like, this, Bro, I don't get caught off guard by, by very many things, but... I did not expect that at all. Like, I, I don't know who I expected them to go get to go direct it, but Scorsese doing a, a, a movie based on Mike Tyson. I think another key casting in this movie. Well, we know Jamie Foxx is going to be the key casting, but we got to know who's going to be casted as Evander Holyfield and Don King. Yeah. Like we, Don King. There, there There's some good people that could play Don King. Um, I got a, I got a crazy pick. You're not going to believe who my pick is for it. Who? Um, Donald Glover. You think? Cat. 
He but has the hair. Cat, 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 and put a wig on him. And Don King had the one gold tooth too. And we know yeah. that uh, Donald Glover honestly becomes different characters based off who he's playing and stuff. I can see him being so into this role and like cutting the little like stuff that uh, Don King used to do at press conferences and shit. I think Donald Glover would kill as Don King, bro. Yeah, I think so too. Now, did they say? Did they say like when the, is this taking off from day one, or is this like? They didn't say anything, right? Everything that I've read, there has been no indication of what time period that this is going to, like, how much of his life this is going to, if if it's going to be, like, maybe the first 20 minutes or him young and then we kind of flash. I, they have not said anything that I have read. If it's out there, I've just missed it up until this point. Yeah, because another big, if they're going from day one, another big character is going to be um, uh, Gus D'Amato, is his name Gus D'Amato? Yeah. Which was uh, Mike Tyson's um, original trainer, and yeah. like he's the one who Mike Tyson credits for saving his life, basically, because that guy was a big yeah, part of his life. Know. So I'd be interested to see who would be there, and you know they're definitely going to show Holyfield. Yeah. They're definitely going to show that. So David yeah, Buster I mean, Douglas is probably going to make an appearance. Yeah, they're going to show Buster Douglas. Yeah, man, there's so much. They shit. This movie might be four hours. Thinking about it now, bro. They, they you could easily this movie could easily be two movies. Just uh, you know what I love? I'm so happy they brought now that we're talking about that they brought in Scorsese. Cause Scorsese, he's so anal about detail. Mm -hmm. When they do have these boxing matches, you know he's gonna bring in like the best choreographers, he's gonna bring in professional fighters to make sure each scene is just on point. Oh yeah, he's gonna be watching so much um film from film. those fights that those fights are probably gonna look exactly like recreations of what they're supposed to look like. It's just, it's gonna be great, man. Here's the last thing I wanna ask you okay. before we, we move forward. Do you think in some way, some small way, Tyson, Mike Tyson actually makes a small cameo. I hope so. I hope so. Even if, I don't know if you can have him make it. I just, I don't know how you can fit him in with a cameo. But uh, I, I hope that, you know, we're going to see him at some point. And even if it's like the last scene where, you know, they they do the thing where it transforms from Jamie Foxx's Mike Tyson to actual Mike Tyson sitting in like a right. chair being the old guy. It's going to be something like that. We're going to see Mike Tyson's face in this movie for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be shocked if we didn't. Yeah, definitely. All right, bro. That's it for the news. Let's get into the review. We are here to review Karate Kid 2. And we Aww. did we did a, we did a live watch uh watch party of this to the Facebook group a couple weeks ago. Uh that's how late this episode is, but um it's it like I t I think I told you this before. Like Karate Kid 1, that story stood out to me. I don't know why for some reason parts of Karate Kid 2 and Karate Kid 3, even though the stories are completely different, all kind of melded together for me before rewatching this is why I want to watch Karate Kid 3 again before we fully review it, but um what I will say about this movie, bro, is this highlighted why Mr. Miyagi is the fucking shit, bro. And Daniel is such a fucking douchebag. Like, and we're—I mentioned it during the live stream. Um, and we're uh, spoilers, of course. We go all over the place. This is just two brothers talking about movies. So much of this fucking of Danny's life that turns into hell for him is just because he's a fucking poon hound. Like, you literally just got—you were just in a tournament fighting your girlfriend's ex, and like. Two or three weeks later, you're chasing Asian Poon now over... Like, what the fuck are you doing, Danny? Like, you see... You see how Asian people take their poon so seriously. You see that <laughs> Sato still holds like a freaking 40-year-old grudge on Miyagi because Miyagi took his woman. Like, supposedly took his woman. Let that be a lesson to you, bro. Now he's trying to go after this chick. I forgot. I think her name was Kumiko. Yeah. Crazy, man. Crazy. <sighs> But let me say this. I love I love where they went with this film, though. I love the fact that they went to Japan, uh -huh. even though this is not really Japan. Obviously, it was set in um, uh, Hawaii. Yeah. But I love the fact that they went back because 
the directors, like the backstories, the directors were kind of battling, like, do we want to do continue with this and have Miyagi go to Okinawa mm -hmm. or do we want to go with Kreese's revenge? True. And it decided to go with this and it decided to hold Kreese's revenge for part three, which is what we got in part three, basically, yeah. which we'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. Right. And, you know, I, I know I said it was a couple weeks. It's actually six months. This is set six months later after after the after the first movie. But still, there was no no mention of him breaking up with old girl like none of that. He's just in, in no, no. Asia. Chasing pool. There was. There was. Yeah. Well, so it was a very you missed it because it was literally like one line, and all it, it was when he showed up at um at Miyagi's house. It looked like she she showed up from prom, and basically he was like, oh she um she's going away to college and she met some guy or something. So they basically broke up because they were ah, trying okay. to get that makes sense. Yeah, they were trying to get Elizabeth Shue for part two just for a small role, but. She decided to like you know not not do the movie and, and go to col go to college for real, so uh, they just kind of wrote her out in a small role. Oh, that makes sense. Then. Well, at least they at least they didn't make him seem like a complete poonhound. There you go. Uh, um, he's still a freaking poonhound. Yeah, he's definitely still a poonhound, bro. But uh, so Sato chosen like what what let's let's talk about these two the the two major additions other than Kumiko to to this to this cast. Um, a they're both badasses, right? Like Sato, like his whole entrance into the thing of like the, him having a taxi show up for Miyagi, and like they just think they're driving around, and like they they end up going to this place, and Sato, like Sato's a fucking G, bro. Oh yeah, Sato is a G, yeah. is a G, and 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 Chosen is a is a mini G as well. Yeah. Yo. I love both of those dudes. Yeah, I I love how like that it, 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 that uh when him and Danny got into it, like literally Danny had to kick him in his nuts to get him to get him the fuck off of him. But we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, uh, chosen, chosen as a better uh villain than Johnny. Um, for Danny, what do you think about uh chosen as the villain in this one for the the opponent for Danny, so to say? Oh man, that's a hard question, bro. I I think they're both great villains. Mm -hmm. Um, for Danny in uh, in different ways. Okay. Because I don't think Chosen could have did Johnny's role and vice versa. Okay. Like if you would have put Chosen in that in that uh, tournament type role, mm -hmm. I don't think it would have fit. He okay. was, it, it, I think I think he was this is this is good. They're both. I, I can't choose between Johnny and Chosen because I think they were both great in their own equal ways. But um, if I had to choose, only because the movie was better for me. I'm going to choose Johnny because I think Karate Kid 1 was better than Karate Kid 2 just slightly, just slightly. It. But uh, you got to admit, Chosen coming down on that zip line, bro, is iconic. That oh, shit yeah, is... that's like some Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 shit. Bro, that, and it's so funny because, like, watching it, I don't know why I had this, like, because I would think that I would start cracking up at some shit like that, but because I'm so engulfed and it makes sense for the characters, it's like, that's some badass shit, man. Like, it was, it yeah, was. Yeah. Yeah, Chosen, just, yeah, Chosen was fucking crazy, man, and... um. Yeah, he was really good in the movie, and but Sato, man, I'm still trying to figure out like, yo, was like Kumiko that like like seriously you held this grudge on your best friend who's supposed to be like your brother over this chick, and they never dated. Sato and Kumiko never dated. It's just Sato liked her, but she didn't like Sato. She liked Miyagi, and all this time he held a grudge is just crazy, man. It it it. It's about Anna, bro. Like I've honestly, and this is this isn't even me. I know I say a lot of shit for jokes and for fun here, but I have seen people hold grudges over Poon that long. Like I'm so it's, it it doesn't even surprise me, bro. Like I had friends in high school that we were 
thick as fucking thieves. And because one of them got the girl, like, they never even dated, never even dated. But one of them actually got to sleep with her over the other one that they did. It was been a grudge ever since. Like, they still are around each other sometimes, but they still have that grudge ever since. It's just weird, bro. It, Poon brings out the worst, the worst in us. It's crazy, yo. But, you mean um, Yuki? Yuki is the one who Miyagi Kumiko was for. Oh Daniel's right, Kumiko yeah, the yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Kumiko was Daniel Daniel's poon. Yeah, I was about to yeah, say. Yeah. I hope Sato wasn't after Kumiko because that dude need to have a whole. Yeah, that, different, that's a whole different. That's, that's a whole that's, different. That, that was Karate Kid too. What, the part you didn't see like, behind the scenes. That was, I, the part that, was, that was the part that was directed by Weinstein. Uh-huh. I have to do it at least once every. There's at least once every episode that I have Hayes just do a complete like shake my head, hand to the face palm, and that that was that moment. Oh my god, I can't believe you said that. Like I just, <laughs> I shouldn't even be surprised. Bro made a wine scene joke, man. Okay, all right. So let's. I know we've kind of talked a little bit about everything. We talked about some of the characters and everything, but what overall as a plot? I know you said you think that uh, Karate Kid One is better than. Karate Kid 2, which I agree with you. Um, but what do you think about the overall plot in this? I know going going to Japan, uh, even though they filmed in Hawaii, um, was was needed. It was dope. And this is kind of nowadays, I think we wouldn't get this story into the third the third film in the series. Is we'd get this. And I like the fact that it, it, it puts Danny and it keeps that Danny being that kid out of water from the first one. It kept that tone going because him going to California was supposed it was wholly new to him. Him now being in Japan totally new environment everything for him so i like that they kept that going um but overall like what do you like about this plot what do you dislike about it we just d- dig into the plot so yeah i just i like the fact that um i know even though we joked about it i like the fact that they showed how for okinawans respect and honor is like a major thing mm-hmm. so you kind of you kind of see a little bit of where miyagi came from his upbringing yeah and you see more of the miyagi story because part one was strictly all on like Daniel and Daniel's life. And then part two was more, I feel like the story was more on Miyagi yeah. with Miyagi and Sato. And Daniel was more like, you know, like a, like a secondary story, mm-hmm. which I was absolutely fine with. And uh, it, it was good to see again, like Miyagi's upbringing, not upbringing, but like a lot of his old things and, and people he grew up with and his old girlfriend and, and old friends and, and, you know, to see Daniel come into that culture, and also it showed more more of a bond. Uh, it continued to build their bond as well. You know, Daniel coming all the way to Okinawa, and also let me just let me just fast forward from that question real quick. The film bros made a statement last time, and we talked about how horrible of a mother Mrs. Larusso is, mm-hmm. and now y- your child has known this this dude for six months, six and now months. you're letting go six to a months different country to a different continent. With this dude, like, what, what if he could have never came back? She could have, he could have kidnapped him and sold Danny for all she knows yeah. in Japan. Like, luckily nobody wants to buy a little white. Let me stop. Um, that's it. That's number two. <laughs> but, um, like seriously, uh, that like I, she's a terrible fucking parent, bro. Like, we talk about how much of this this series wouldn't have happened if Dan Danny wasn't such a poon hound. How much of this series wouldn't have happened if if Miss Larusso was just a good fucking mother? None of it. Exactly. Exactly. None of this would have happened. <laughs> like literally zero of it. They would have never moved to freaking Reseda. They would have never. N- none of this would have ever happened if she was a good mom. And then she becomes even a worse parent in part three, oh, which we'll get to bro, next week. We that's gonna like honestly in part three we need to sit down and have a whole like at the end of it once we finish it a whole like 
mini episode within the episode about her parenting because that shit is like you can learn so much by just doing the opposite of everything Miss Larusa does. Period. Exactly, it's it's, just, it's crazy. So, in for you in for this particular movie, are there any particular scenes that stand out that you're like, oh man, I really like that scene, or was it all kind of just on the same level? Uh, it was kind of all on the same. Like I said, the one before the and that was towards is that towards the end in middle end of the movie. Towards the third act, with with the, when they're out to eat and the whole thing happens with him kicking chosen in the balls. That's like when they were um at, like at the at the club. Yeah, yeah, that was like that was like the end of the second act. I yeah. want I want to say that scene. Yeah, that scene stands out to me just because it does show like Danny's resourcefulness. Like when he kicks him in the nuts and then picks the money back up. Like it's just a whole like I like the way that whole scene plays out. Like I just. I'm, and I'm not, I'm not, it's not like it's cinematically great. It's shot in any type of special way or anything, but it's just something about that whole series of events that to me is just like, I don't know. It was enjoyable to watch. Um, uh, but you know, uh, Sato's entrance stands out to me for sure. Like that whole thing of when they actually land to Japan stands out to me because it makes it feel it's different. Like in the first Karate Kid movie, we get these kids and the kids are all erratic, right? They just go off like. Johnny just went off whatever pissed him off or whatever was going to fuck with Danny. It was no like really thought out process in it. But you get so much about Chosen's character and Sato's character from just the way that they set that up. Chosen showing up like, oh, Mr. Miyagi, yeah, we take you, son. We like in playing like this, the stereotypical Asian role. And then as they're driving, you start seeing him become more dickish, right? As they're driving, yeah, you see him become more. Look at that yeah, turn. yeah, he, yeah. And, and it's just, it's so much about Chosen's character that's done in just that first five minutes of him being introduced that I honestly think maybe a lot of people don't even notice because it, it's, it's sleight of hand. It's not anything that they do, that they focus on a lot. You just, when you pay attention to that type of thing, you just see like, he he's he comes off one way and then as the, as this car ride's going on like you said a hill turn just in that drive and then sato's entrance bro like it's just it's something about that man i don't want to use the word gave, gave me chills because there's other scenes in movies that actually gives me chills but it's just something about it that you just leave like that's that's some badass shit like that's all i can say man yeah i agree with you 100 i think the way they brought in and introduced sato yeah. just the aura and the atmosphere mom you're like oh yeah this guy's a fucking boss exactly. you can just tell he's a boss and it's a lot different between Johnny and Chosen and Sato. With Johnny, he's like, and, and the whole crew, the whole Cobra Kai crew is like, yeah, they're going to really kick Daniel's ass. With Sato and Chosen, it's not like, yeah, they're going to kick his ass. Like, no, no, they're going to kill him. Like, kill his literally ass, kill yeah. him. Yeah, they're going to kill his ass. Yeah. First of all, they're in a different country. And second of all, that's just how they do things there. So it was a totally different threat, I think. But yeah, they, the way they brought in Sato immediately immediately you have to like be worried about Sato. I'm like, yo, this dude is like, is like the real shit. He's rich. You know, he got money and he, you know, he, 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 he's smart. He set up the whole thing for chosen to come and, and pick them up. So yeah, I mean, off rip, you, you know, Sato's going to be an interesting character. And mm-hmm. even just to fast forward, Sato's character is probably one of my favorite characters in the movie, just because of the different things he goes through. Cause at first it's like major anger. Yeah. And then also you see him sort of, sad in a way when Miyagi's dad passes away, which is his old sensei. Mm. And then you kind of see some compassion for him because he's like, I'm going to give you, he told he told him, he's like, I'm going to give you three days to mourn, you know, and then we fight. So that was a little bit of compassion towards his, his sensei. And then when the whole scene happened, which is probably like my second favorite scene in the movie with the storm. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he makes his like, you know, quote unquote, you know, baby face turn. And he, he turns into a good guy after Daniel and Miyagi save him. So you saw a lot of depth with the character throughout the movie. Yeah. Probably more than any other character in the movie. For sure, for sure, for sure. 
um do you do you feel robbed at least that we didn't get the actual fight to the death between Miyagi and Sato? No. I, I don't feel robbed at all because yeah. um I don't feel robbed at all because I feel like I feel like this is the fact that they made up mm-hmm. because let's say they fought, right? Then what reason really is there for Chosen and Daniel to fight at the end? Uh, that, and that's kind of what I wanted. Like it, it showed. Like to me, it the fact that they didn't fight. It showed that even though Sato, it was all about honor for Sato, right? It truly was, right. and like you see him be honorable when the village is being destroyed, and like when he shows up with, with the bulldozers. Even after that, and you're thinking, is this motherfucker really finna be on this shit still? And it's no, it's to help right. in that case, and he still signs over the, the the rights to the village and everything. But it shows how while it was all about honor for Sato, chosen hit it under honor, but it was really chosen just being corrupt as shit. I feel like he exactly. was corrupt. He was he was past the point of really being helped whereas Sato was really he just felt like Miyagi was being a bitch and he dishonored him like he really just truly felt that and I think not to compare him to like Thanos from Avengers but like villains are always better when there is some sense of honor when they're just not outright evil just to be evil and like that complexity that they gave in Sato in that I think you know this movie isn't as good as the first one I and we'll talk about when we get to three if we think it's even better than three but you know oh it's better than three bro come on (laughs) I'm trying not Three to bury. I'm trying not to shit, bury man. the fucking lead, bro. But um, okay, bury that shit. Serving the fucking Titanic, bro. A, like, I wish Sato would have came back. Is my thing. Oh man, I wish yeah, I like like he chose to, like the, the thing, and maybe we do. Like Cobra Kai is an ending, so maybe we do get chosen at some point. Like, well, there's some rumors that chosen maybe not necessarily maybe in the next season, but they they're wanting to bring back chosen. I have yeah. no idea where he is. And John and Johnny versus is. chosen or them coming in because we've never seen any contact between. Them. I would love to see that, but what I was getting is that Miyagi is is gone. He's dead now in in the timeline, and you know we'll get into this when we get into Cobra Kai. But what if Sato becomes a mentor to Danny? Like, if we can bring him in as a replacement, that would feel earned in a way. Yeah. Uh, question, though, is is Sato still alive? I don't life? know if the actor is still alive. I have no idea. This is me just talking. I'll, I'll look it up. But go ahead uh, on what you... Uh, um, yeah, you so I would love to, like... The, the, the thing, the reason why people go crazy about... And I don't I don't mean for us to talk uh, too much about... He's, he actually... He passed away in 1996. Okay, yeah, he passed he's away in 96. for a while, yeah. That would yeah. have been not too long after this movie actually came. Well, ten years after this movie came out. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, ten years after it came out. Wow, that's crazy. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, they could always find somebody to to play the character. It doesn't just have to be the same exact guy. But yeah, I think it'd be interesting. But yeah, man. Um, I think the f- because yeah, like you said, with Sato, it was about the honor and respect. With Chosen, he used that as a facade because yeah. he was just a bad guy. Yeah, it wasn't about honor and respect. He was just a bad guy, but. I think the reason why Chosen went to such extreme measures at the end, because he the whole movie, if he wanted to, he could have pulled a knife on Daniel and, and killed him. Yeah. The whole movie. But what broke him? What 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 broke him to to reach this point of no return, so to say, was the fact that his uncle tur- finally, like you know, turned his back on him. Yeah. So the one person he had to depend on now turned his back on him, and that happened with the whole storm scene when his uncle was like, "Go help them," and he's like, "No, I can't." And now his uncle went and saved him. Sato went and saved him. And he came back and he's like, now, now, you know, to me, you know, you know, I'm dead to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was it. And that, that was the last, like, you know, the camel or the um, straw that broke the camel's back. And from that point on, he was like, yo, I'm done. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's talk about, we talked about the characters. We talked about the overall plot. Last fight. Chosen, Johnny, leading up to this. 
What do you think about the fight and how how it all broke down? Yeah, I, I think the fight was done really good. And again, it was more the fight for me was more. Um, you may disagree, but the fight for me was more intense mm-hmm. because this wasn't a fight for points. This is a and even Miyagi said it yeah. like. The way the last he was done was very intense. When Daniel was like, I'm going to go fight. And Miyagi's like, hold on. He's like, this fight is not for points. This fight is for, like, life. Like, yeah. for real. This is so a fight. It it, this is an actual yeah, it's, fight. Yeah, it's, it's not a competition. Fight. Yeah. And just, uh, you know, they had they had a good back and forth. And then, like, the whole crowd bringing out that, I don't know what that instrument is called. And everyone's starting to shake it back and forth. And, you know, as usual, it's an 80s fighting scene. So, I think I think it was done pretty well. Yeah, I think... I think um, it, they did a good job of making it a difference between a tournament fight and like you said, an actual fight for your life. Uh, and then the culture, like the, the fact that they came out playing the instruments and the fact that like everybody knew that was around there knew what was at stake. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't a, even if you lose, we're going to go home and put some ice on it and you'll be okay. It's a, if you lose, this motherfucker may kill you. He probably right. will he, kill you. Not may, um, he will kill yeah, you. He will yeah. kill you. And then I like how yeah. the, how it mirrored the beginning. And we talked about it before how the beginning of this movie was actually supposed to be the original end of Karate Kid. But I like that they held it off because it was able to place parallel the end with Danny and Chosen uh, because he had him in that same same position. So it, it was it was all perfect. Yeah, it was. And um, yeah, and and Danny, you know, Danny obviously overcome. Even though it's he was clearly the the wrong one in this movie. I mean, Daniel was. Chosen was the right one in this movie, in my opinion. Um, Daniel was, I, I'm not going to say Daniel was a bully, but Daniel brought all this shit upon himself, in my opinion. American opinion. ignorance is what it came off, like, seriously. It came off okay. like the thing of when Americans go into other countries and it's like, we're American, like, that's what that came off like. How, how did this beef first start between Chosen and Daniel? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember the first thing. that. Other than the car ride, what, what was it? Right, first? so that car ride, I'm not, listen. Chosen lives in a country, even our country, you respect your elders. His yeah. uncle said, go pick up Miyagi, bring him here. He's going to go pick up Miyagi and bring him here. He's listening to what his uncle said. Nothing wrong with that. He didn't harm Daniel. He didn't harm Miyagi. He, they didn't touch them. They just picked them up to send a message. That's it. But where the beast started was when uh, Chosen was selling. I forgot what the hell he was selling. And Daniel came and Daniel oh, knocked, yeah. knocked him over by accident right. yeah. and then broke the weights to show like, oh, it's fake weights. That's I understand fake. what Chosen was doing was illegal and wrong, mm-hmm. but that's not the case here. The point is, is how Daniel went about doing it. I, and I, from that point on, that's when the beef started. You know, you don't mess with another guy's business. <laughs> point blank. Uh, like, so, so it's now being confirmed that Chosen was the original owner of Wish, which is, you know what Wish <laughs> is here, how they sell a bunch of counterfeit shit. That's that. What? Chosen is the owner of Wish now in that um in that timeline. So there you go. He's he he's the owner of the Okinawa's Wish. Yeah, there you go. Period. Point blank. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but I I I can see where you're coming from with that. I think. Now, go ahead. No, I was gonna say um, I was just gonna bring like change the topic if you were done with that. Yeah, go ahead. So one thing I really like about movies, these older movies, and I do all the time, and I I feel like I'm probably the only one that does this. I actually love watching at the end you know when they do the the the, uh the credits Mm -hmm. i love watching those i'm probably one of the old people that like watching it but i like watching it to see the cast of characters because i always want to see like yo is there somebody like i like somebody that was like a nobody back then that's in there 
or you know, I always w- want to see like, oh, maybe I missed someone mm-hmm. that that was that I know that's in the film. But um, I had already knew this. But do you ever watch or have you ever watched Law and Order SVU? Absolutely, I love this. Them show. Okay, do you know? And I don't know because I haven't seen this last season too much. But do you know the guy from the FBI? He's the psychologist, the Chinese yeah, guy, yeah. or, or Doctor Wan or Wu or something. Yes, yeah. yeah, no, yeah, it's 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 uh, Doctor Wong. Okay. Do you know he's in Karate Kid too? Is he? So remember the scene you were talking about when Daniel um, kicks Chosen in the nuts? Yeah. And from them to find out about the party, there was this guy giving out flyers to the party. The guy that was giving out the flyers is BD Wong. Wow. Okay. If you, as soon as I saw it, I knew it was him. I didn't see it from the cast of characters, but I confirmed it with the cast of characters. I'm like, it look, he has the same face, but he was obviously super young. Yeah. And then um, I forgot what name they had from cast characters, but I know it was definitely something Wong. I don't know if it was BD Wong or or something else, but it was it was definitely Wong. But yeah, that's funny. That. That's well, shout out to him. He always. Can we talk? Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say, can we talk about Okinawa Woman for a second? Because let, let me just say this real quick. Um, I'm not trying to be misogynistic or anything, but in order for Daniel to date uh, date Kumiko. They just have to do a tea ceremony. Whereas in America, you got to get flowers. If you're getting a, a nice bouquet of flowers, you're talking 60 to 100 bucks. You got to take them to dinner, which might a nice restaurant is going to cost you another 100 to 120 bucks. You might have to take, you know, take them somewhere afterwards. It's going to cost you another cup. You know, you're talking on one date. You're talking yeah. about 250, 300 bucks. In Okinawa, you just got to make some tea and sit down and have some tea and that's it. <laughs> I see some imbalance here. What do you think? I I have no comment. I'm not, they're not, because in case we get somebody from Okinawa listening to this, I'm not speaking on it. No, I'm giving them a compliment. I get it. I'm not speaking on it. They're not, they're not, they're not after materialistic things. There you go. Shout out to Okinawa women. (laughs) (laughs) All right, bro. Uh, anything left in this movie? I know you. I know you usually have some random facts or anything that you want to drop. Nah, my random fact was 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 basically the BD Wong thing. Yeah, there's that. I mean, there's not much. Actually, yeah, and you won't believe this. I don't have the actual numbers, but um, I can look them up. Believe it or not, this movie outgrossed uh, Karate Kid One. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I don't think it was like by much, but but yeah, it definitely outgrossed. Did it cost more to make though? That I don't know, to be honest. Um, I'm not 100% positive. Um, let, let's see what the... See. Uh, so the original Karate Kid ma- took $8 million to make and grossed $100 million. Okay, and this one grossed $115 million. Off a $13 million budget. Yeah, and I'm sorry, what was Karate Kid's one budget? Uh, $8 million. And this was thirteen. and Karate Kid did what gross? $100 million. And this is one fifteen. so... It, the, it um, scaled about right. Yeah, the, it, yeah, it scaled about right. I mean, yes, Karate Kid did do a little bit more when you're talking about margins, but um, eh, it's a, a pretty much along the same thing. But, I mean, both of these movies combined did over a quarter billion dollars, which, no, well, almost a quarter billion dollars, which is really good. Yeah, which makes For sense. For those times... And that's just box office. We're still not talking about like what it what it made and like everything else that it did. So VHS yeah. and and DVDs and um, I, we didn't talk about this. I don't think we talked about this. But did you know they had a cartoon as well? Yeah, yeah. I actually remember the Karate Kid cartoon. It was terrible. I never seen that. It was fucking terrible, bro. Uh, yeah. We'll check it. We'll, we're not adding it to this review, but no, be, no, 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 no. We're not doing it. Um, but that's it, bro. That's our Karate Kid two review. We're doing Karate Kid three next week. Uh, but anything, any parting words, anything for anyone? If not, go ahead and leave them your social media. 
Um, no, uh, no pardon words. Really enjoy doing the whole Karate Kid um, trilogy, uh, uh, and plus the uh, Cobra Kai coming soon as yeah. well. But uh, yeah, I can be reached on social media at the P one T H E P one J B, and of course I'm on Facebook. And uh, you know, CEO Hayes is going to talk about our group. He's going to tell us also what's coming up after the we're Karate do, no, Kid we're series. Gonna, we're going to leave it. We're going to we're going to announce it when we're doing Cobra Kai. We got we got true, two more episodes true, in there, so we're we, just we, we're you're gonna, right. We got two more yeah, episodes. We, but we, we have it planned. Though. We're going to trickle out that information but uh uh you can follow me at ceo hayes at ceo h-a-i-z-e you can follow us collectively at the film rose pod you can just search the film frequency on facebook and join our wonderful facebook group where we talk about all types of movies and tv shows um and then lastly if you want to send us a, a email you can do so at the film frequency pod at gmail.com also before we go let me just say because i know he's not going to bring it up let me just say shout out to king hayes King Hayes with his solo podcast, The Awakened Soul, just dropping numbers like a motherfucker. I just want to give you a shout out, bro. Congratulations to you. I know you've been at this game for the longest time. So obviously is the numbers were eventually going to come. But this, this, this one episode you did was just crazy numbers. I mean, you showed me the numbers. So I just want to congratulate you on that. I, I if you have not listened to that, ladies and gentlemen, check it out. The Awakened Soul. I appreciate that, bro. Like, definitely. It, it's that blew me away that we did that in 30 days. But. Yeah, that's just crazy, man. I could never imagine hitting that number, but I appreciate it. Uh, I don't try to plug it here. I try to leave each podcast focused on it, but if you want to check out The Awakened Soul and you listen to this, do so. Um, but that's it, man. This has been uh, the best movie-related podcast on the planet Earth. I uh, couldn't do it without my brother, man. We're going to get more consistent. And, of course, once the movie theaters open back up, we're going to be the definition of consistency like we owe hell. We were dropping three episodes every two weeks um, because we had the one double episode week. So we'll get back to that. But it's just it's we're, we're maintaining the best we can. But this next series that we have coming up, I think, is going to be really fun. Uh, we actually have a couple of series that we've talked about and discussed. We'll plan it out as we get into the middle of next one. We'll probably have the, the, the one that follows that all planned out by then but we'll, we'll be coming with the content absolutely content will come <laughs> all right we out this bitch peace shout out to okinawa <laughs> get that tea bitches <laughs>